Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Great to have you with us on the show today. You know what I found interesting in listening to the news? It was the story about the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. You want to know why? Two years ago, the Rockefeller Christmas tree was cut down a half mile from my house. Wow. It was from here. It was from here. How about that? In Lamont. Yep. And to add to that, only because I got to cover this last year, last year's White House Christmas tree came from um, a Northumberland County farm right on the Schuylkill oh. County line in Pittman at the from Mahantongo Farms. How about that? That's yeah. awesome. That's great. That was really cool right. to cover that last year. Today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Well, Penn State off, former Penn State offensive line coach Bill Kenny is now at Western Michigan. And last night, Western Michigan faked everybody out with the old Dan Marino fake spike. Sky Moore in the slot, top of your screen. Eskridge lined up at the bottom. Tyler in the backfield. Downfield, he's got Eskridge. Inside the 10-yard line. Got to get up. Got to get up to the line right now. Western Michigan's going to have a chance. Spike the ball down. They'll throw it to a wide-open hole. Touchdown, Broncos. Fake spike. Dan Marino versus the Jets. I would like to point out, though, that it doesn't really count. Everything works against the Jets. <laughs> so true. <laughs> but Western Michigan did it last night. Fake spike, one. With that, never faking us out, the king. Hello. How's it going? I can add to your Christmas tree thing. Do you remember Karen Rossi? Sure, of course. Yeah, Rossi's daughter. She's an yeah. artist, and she made two sets of ornaments for the White House Christmas tree for the Bush family. It was at that the White awesome. House and put them in there. That is awesome. Some of your listeners might know who she is. She's she's the creator of Fanciful Flights. And she's got art all over the East Coast, um, little trinkets and uh, menorahs and things like that. She was on QVC wow. twice, um, but she she comes here all the time and makes stuff. She makes stuff out of metal and yeah. uh, artwork and stuff like that. But um, a talented lady, but so. She it's got a that small world now, isn't it? So you yeah, guys still small. counting things there, or what are you doing? <laughs> We're done. Oh, you're all done. That's good. Well, for the most part, the, the, the provisional ballots are still being counted, but the main stuff's all done. <laughs> yeah, for the oh, moment. Boy. Yeah, for the moment. Key for phrase the there. Mess. So. 
make a moment right now. So, did I get every NFL up? game wrong last week? You were five and three. I don't remember which games you had right and wrong. And uh, well, I got all the college games right. Okay, then it had to be that. And I got very angry with the NFL when I just like. <laughs> and then Steve and I went six and two. God, I lost another game. I was like, after the college day, I was like, here we go, baby. We're going to make the big comeback. <laughs> and I just <laughs> fell on my face. So, so oh, that well. puts you, King, at 33 and 32. Steve is 38 and 27. And I remain the lead dog at 41 and 24. Make games back. Well, I'm going to keep plugging away with Steve. I've actually got all the numbers. I just I wasn't prepared for today. Steve, I have I, I am six and two last here. week, thirty eight and twenty seven overall. Thirty eight and twenty seven. So I gotta knock him off and then my radar's on you. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is I have to pick games that I know are wrong and hope for an upset. <laughs> oh, oh well, that's the way it goes. I had a good ride for a while. Not so good this year. But do you guys oh, feel like this year is off? <laughs> no, no, not in the least. I don't, I don't, why would you come to that incredibly well, uh, uninformed it's conclusion? Just, there's no flow to anything. It, I mean, I don't even want to bring it up, but look at Penn State football. And that that's, to me, they're a casualty of the COVID virus. You know, it's not a real season. So... I'll leave it alone at that. That's just the way I feel. I feel that way with everything. I don't feel like the Dodgers are the World Series champions. I don't feel like the Lakers are the NBA champions. I feel like the seasons were just, you know, kind of forced in so they could make money. That's it. So I feel the same way about the NFL. They're just kind of going through the motions to get through the season and say they got it in and say, okay, let's We'll start up again next year. So, well, I think what they're doing is it's 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 not just to get money, but they're trying to somehow cut the deficit down as far as they can. Yeah, and I guess that they have to. Yeah, you know, and more power to them for really trying to do it right. You know, during that, I mean, when I was going through what games to pick today in the top 25 there's five games postponed or or canceled right. yeah know, I mean, the right? SEC so yeah the SEC got hit hard this anything week. when it's like that yeah the SEC got hit hard this week and then of course the one big 10 game is Ohio State Maryland Maryland at eight positives uh wow. so they just, they decided to pause um and so that's where we are uh, so if they had they're, they're, eight because you played them, don't you know you what have the to? odd, you know what the odd. Well, no, we've been testing. Everybody was. I can tell you right now, everybody who was supposed to be at practice last night was. Okay, good. Right. So as of last night, everybody who was supposed to be at Penn State's football practice was there. I didn't sit there and go, "Ooh." Now, oh, were there a couple right. guys that are, are there? A couple guys that are a little banged up. Yeah. So a couple guys didn't didn't participate. But they were there, right? Uh, um, but you know, you know, and like I'll give you an example. Everybody knows Noah Kane's out for the year. Well, Noah Kane was at practice last night. I, you know, he's out for the year, but you no, know, but he was there. Everybody's supposed to be there's there. So that's 
what they have going into this one here. And that you check every Tuesday, Wednesday to see where are you. And what's been interesting, and we'll see if this holds up. But to our knowledge, I don't know, Matt, if you know anything different. It sounds like nobody's nobody's been. If somebody's been positive, they haven't passed it on to the other team yet. As far as I've seen, both really all three phases of football that I've covered this year, high school, college, NFL, I haven't seen any transmission from physically playing the game yet this year, which is surprising to me, but we'll take it, and hopefully it stays that way for Penn State's sake after what happened at Maryland. Yeah, hopefully it stays that way. So, uh, But as of right now, like I said, everybody was supposed to be there, and they're they're tested daily. So obviously, to practice yesterday, everybody tested negative. Well, you just keep going. It's it, it, but it's a daily thing. So in other words, okay, what's it look like today? What's it look like before they get on the plane to go to Omaha tomorrow? What's it like Saturday morning? Now, it's, it's, I mean that everything is that day by day. Okay, you're waiting. Okay, good. All right, let's go ahead. That's how it's been. Did you hear a rumor about what uh, President-elect Biden wants to do? The four to this six is... week total shutdown of the country? Yeah, I've heard about it. I yeah, but everybody will get paid. <laughs> it's like, uh, at first I was like, oh, come on. You can't. And then I thought, wow. <laughs> four to six week paid vacation. Uh, yeah. At this age... I'll take it. <laughs> you know, okay, thank you. <laughs> but I'd rather be. That I'd rather never, be doing ever it. work. It will destroy the economy in this country for a long, long, long time. And yeah. I hope he doesn't do it. So I'd rather just do games and get my money that way. All right. Hey, can we take a break? Let's take a break. Then we're going to do some picks. We're going to have some fun. Because we don't have enough fun in the last few months. We need more fun. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Here we go. Going to start with the NFL, evidently. That's right. All right. So, we go to 425 game on Sunday. Buffalo at Arizona. Let's start with Steve. Uh, You know, Arizona's an exciting team to watch. But you know what? I'm going to stick with Buffalo. I just think Buffalo... 
Allen's playing well, and they've got enough defense. I'm going to go with the Bills. I'm taking the Bills, too. I think their defense makes a play on Kyler Murray. King. Well, it was a toss-up for me. I listened to the whole Buffalo-Seattle uh, game last week, and Allen's great. But because I'm behind, i got to take Arizona. All right. Next one, Thursday night football tonight. We haven't really done Thursday night this year. We get to today, Indy at Tennessee. King. Tennessee. I like Tennessee. Indy let me down last week, so goodbye, Indianapolis. Tennessee will kill them. Steve. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Tennessee. Uh, the superiority of Ryan Tannehill versus uh, a guy like Philip Rivers. You know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm still going to take Tennessee. I just think they're a better rounded team. And let's give Tannehill credit. He has done a great job with Tennessee. He really, he really understands, you know, what what works for them. Clean sweep, Tennessee for me too. I love what A.J. Brown's done since he's come back off the COVID list. He's made a whole world of a difference for that Tennessee offense. I think he's the difference maker, so I'll take Tennessee, too. Next game, NFC West battle. The Rams at Seattle. Steve. Seattle. I go Seattle as well. King? God, I love the Rams. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Seattle was horrible last week. I listened to the game. No, they have, no, they, their defense is not good at all. No, no so. Seattle Seattle cannot stop the Little Sisters of the Poor. <laughs> yeah, their defense is – I mean, Allen looked like Johnny Unitas last week. He did whatever he wanted against that defense. So I got to count on uh, my man, whatever his Jared name Goff. is. Jared Goff. Yeah, I, see, I'm <laughs> yeah. not a Jared Goff guy. I'm not. If I thought yeah, he could – Neither am I, but I got nothing else. I see you're genuine this year on these picks. (laughs) All right, then finally, Monday Night Football, NFC North battle. Nick Foles and the Chicago Bears hosting Dalvin Cook and the Minnesota Vikings. I'm sorry. I look. The Bears are about as exciting to me (laughs) as watching somebody saw wood. Okay. you know how much I you know I think the world of Allen Robinson, right? Yes. In fact, you know, Allen got a hold of me a couple of years ago when he was uh, with Jacksonville and needed me to help him out with something. It was great cuz he's such a great guy. But no, I can't buy, I'm sorry. He, 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 no quarterback, no attack, no running game. I my goodness. Minnesota. King God, I love the Bears. They're exciting. Uh, <laughs> ESPN's made a lot of money, although they laid off 400 people. Yeah, well, I think here. we can go there um, this week. With the uh, saw cutting, you know, um, it's always a big thing on Hallmark movies, saw cutting down a Christmas tree. So the saw yeah. cutting's good for yeah, me. That, I love that, the Bears. I said a piece of lumber. I didn't say the tree. <laughs> it's very specific. 
Again, I'm eight games back, baby. (laughs) 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 Probably 11 back now. Hey, I love Nick Foles. Everything's not, everything that's happening there is not his fault. He hasn't been playing great, but yeah, most of it is. <laughs> uh, Just kidding. But Minnesota is starting to get some momentum, and they're starting to gain some confidence after a very slow start. Give me the Vikes for Monday Night Football. Oh, good lord! Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, college football now. A lot of Big Ten action that the King picked this week. We'll start with number well, 23. there's just not much to pick. There's well, no yeah. one playing. That's true. Oregon's number 11 in the country. They're 1-0. <laughs> They're undefeated. That's right. That's you know, you right. Have to phrase They're number, things right, to number f- 11. What does that tell you? You have to, you have to phrase things in such a way. One. <laughs> They're 1-0. <one and laughs> <all. laughs> we have to phrase things and do things differently. Man, that's 2020 right there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, Northwestern, number 23 at Purdue. King. Look, yeah, good. I got... Uh, I got Northwestern. All right, Steve. No, I, I love Northwestern's defense. Patty Fisher, Blake Gallagher, two fabulous players. I, in fact, I did vote for the top five each division you know, as part of the Big Ten voting group. I put Patty Fisher in my top five in the West. That's how highly I think of him. I'm going to go with Northwestern. I, I think it's going to be a really good game, but I'm going to go with Northwestern because of the defense. Yeah, I love Northwestern's defense too, Steve. I was really impressed when the uh, in the game last week and against uh, Wisconsin. And but their offense, though, that's just like watching the Bears' offense right now. To be honest with you, but I'll take Northwestern. No, no, Pey- Peyton Ramsey is a better quarterback than what the Bears have. <laughs> <laughs> He's better than Mitchell Trubisky. I'll give him that. He uses an look, axe. Look, 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 you run one play where the quarterback catches a touchdown, and this guy can do no wrong. He caught it. He didn't throw it. <laughs> he did make other big throws in that game. He man, caught it. There. He didn't throw it. They had the tight end throw it, who was a quarterback at Florida when Penn State played him in the Outback Bowl. That's I did exactly the game. right. I did the game. <laughs> All right, Pac-12 now. Number 20, USC at Arizona. Steve. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, USC. Why not? I have USC outright. King. Isn't the head coach of Arizona, what's his name? Herm Edwards is Arizona State. Exactly. Oh. Oh. Who USC played last week and beat Soundly. Well... Because USC screwed Lori Laughlin, I got Arizona. <laughs> I have to have a reason. I don't know. They didn't screw her at all, but whatever. <laughs> Pretty soon you're going to be picking the colors, and then you'll be picking the mass what names oh, sound close, cool like my wife you know? does during yeah, the really March Madness. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> all right, uh, next one. Wisconsin, number 13, at the Jim Harbaugh's King. Um, Wisconsin. I got Wisconsin too, Steve. Yeah, I have Wisconsin, and you know what? Interesting. Remember when Wisconsin played the opener with Illinois? That was a Friday night game. 
which means it's 22 days. Graham Mertz could play a quarterback for Wisconsin in this game. I'm going to pick them. All right, and then finally, those Oregon Ducks, 1-0, undefeated at Washington State. King. Uh, what's Washington State's mascot? What are they? The Washington Cougars. State Cougars. Cougars. Oh, right. oh, no problem. Cougar will kill a duck. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh Great. boy. I got Washington State. I, no, Oregon's one and all. Jeez, they're, they're ranked eleven. That's just a joke. Ah, <laughs> uh, gang, you're loving this right now, Steve. Oregon will steamroll Washington State. In fact, they may break 60. Oh, God. I agree. Oregon, Uh, big. (laughs) Go Cougars. (laughs) (laughs) I like the philosophy, though. A Cougar would eat the duck. You never know, you know. Oh. Just give me the picks. I'll have I'll have Lisa pick for you next look, week, King. I look. I go to a restaurant. And you can't uh, order no, cougar, no, no. but this you can order duck. Because I'm trying to catch up, and then I'll just dig back in and just pick pick them right. But oh, I did that I three years ago. Shots. What am I gonna I, do? I, three years ago, I fell behind. I started taking shots, yeah. and all I know is once you fall behind in something like this, a lot of the picks are obvious, but you're not gonna go anywhere. If you pick the obvious pick, so well, I went from I'm six feet doing deep that. to twelve. I really, I, the, <laughs> uh, the Cougars are really good this year. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> oh boy, hell yeah, Washington State, baby, all the way. Always a pleasure, King. <laughs> Have a good week, you guys. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Q, it's 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great new inventory, fabulous pre-owned inventory. Great selection there. Wonderful service department. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. In an unusual November, the Masters going on and the Steelers also playing this weekend. So who better to bring in than Jerry Dulac from Pittsburgh? Jerry, welcome. It is always great to have you with us. Well, Steve, uh, thanks. And as you know, I always enjoy... Being on the show not too often, I'm mixing the Masters and the Steelers. In fact, never. <laughs> and um, <laughs> But I am missing the Masters for the first time in 23 years because of the Steelers season. And I'll be honest with you, as much as I always hate to miss the event, I'm not disappointed, Steve, because I don't know that I want to be down there in that environment with no fans and everything just being so strange and eerie. Um, uh, you know, I, I have to deal with that with, with for the most part, although they're starting to pick up empty NFL stadiums. The last right. thing I want to do is be at Augusta like that. It, it just wouldn't be the same. Wouldn't be the same. So what is, what's the experience like for the first time in nearly a quarter century watching it on television? Well, that's, that's what's strange. Um, I feel like I'm watching like, um, you know, the 2015 Masters or something on the Golf Channel, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 
but not and just seeing those empty areas around the greens and around the tees, especially Tigers out there. You know, there's 15,000 people following Tiger, 10,000 following Rory, just as many following Phil on, on a given day. And just seeing nobody out there aside from one, one family member, a spouse, and maybe I think you're allowed one other person. You're allowed a spouse and like a coach or a friend or something. Uh, per player, and there's 90 some players, and then you have some volunteers. So, do the math. There's not there. There's a smattering of people yeah. out there, but they're they're not the patrons. They're not the gallery. They're not the people that are going to be roaring and cheering and shaking the ground. That's for sure. Which is something where your city, you see guys back off of putts because they hear the roar on 16. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, and and the, there were there were several famous instances, and the one in particular was in '86. When yes. uh, when Jack birdied sixteen and Seve was on Seve. fifteen in the fairway, and he heard the roar and he and he waited and when he heard the roar then he hit his next shot in the water, and uh, you know he made bogey and that gave Nicholas the lead. Yeah, and that's a Jack. And, and Jack, and what created the roar is Jack almost jarred it right. when he hit it right. just past the hole and it rolled past the hole and just missed going in. Then he just sunk the putt and then you're right, Seve and the great, put it into the water. The great story. Yeah, and the great story there too is. Is his son Jackie when he hit the shot? He says, "Be good," and Jack said, "It is." <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tiger today, when I watched him, and I'll get to the Steelers here in a few moments, but in watching Tiger, I felt like I was watching for the most part a guy with a game plan that, for the most part, executed that game plan. Would that be fair? That's. I think that's not only fair. I think that's spot on. And look, Tiger. Tiger doesn't need a game plan. I mean, he has one because it's in his head. It's the same one all the time. He knows how to play the golf course. But it's kind of like in football. You can have a great game plan, but if you can't execute it, it's no good. And that's what I notice. And, of course, that's what you're hearing. The, the, uh, you know, the, he's swinging very easy. You'll hear the commentators talk about that. You can see he's smiling on the golf course. seems very relaxed. Um, and, and he just he seems to be playing an easy round of golf. Totally control, totally in control of his ball off the tee. Of what I've been able to see, did not make a bogey. I was shocked to hear that's the first uh, round in a major in which he didn't make a bogey in a hundred in the last one hundred and eight rounds. Wow. That just seems striking to me. But um, wow. that's how in control of the ball that he was. Uh, and yeah, he looked he looked very good. I mean, a lot of guys it looked like easy playing out there. And you know what, Steve? You see that a lot in the Masters in the first round. You see a yes. lot of 65s and 66s all the time. And, and you know, that's what you see today. And then it'll get, you know, obviously when the pressure ramps up on the weekend, it'll get a little bit tougher. But they, you know, the first round is, 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 never, uh, is never a backbreaker. Um, there are birdies to be had because they usually want to get the people around the golf course. And, you know, you could see that the greens are not very fast at all. But what I thought would happen, though, I know they had rain. But when they had to oversee with rye over the Bermuda. Yes. Uh, when they do that, in order to get it green and to grow, you got to water the heck out of it. And so you knew that um, you knew the golf course wasn't going to play firm and fast because, you know, they, they had to get that overseed to kick in. And, um uh, and, and, and that's what it is. You could see it. The balls just aren't tumbling the way they typically would in the spring. And this is a subtlety that you and I have talked about before, but I'll bring it up again. Tiger catches a break that he plays the fr- the Thursday morning round and plays the Friday afternoon round because his back could use the extra couple of hours just in case. Right. And, and of course, now I'm sure... <laughs> 
he had to start on number 10, which one was an entirely different experience for him and anybody else who had to do it. Right. And two, you're starting on the hardest hole on the golf course. Uh, yeah. and, and so, you know, he came through it with, with, with par, um, but you saw some, some big numbers there early um, because of that. It's just a tough hole to start on, and you're just not used to starting there. So, look, as different as it is for anybody who has been there, it's just as different, if not even more so. so Tiger used the word stark uh, when they talked to him on Tuesday, and uh, that's exactly what it is. I mean, it's, you just you see some areas and some lines and things you would never see because of the galleries. And uh, even like at 11, uh, uh, 12T off to 11 green, that's the only place where they have the grandstand. And even that area there, um, you know, it's just so empty because nobody's there. And it's just you, yeah. you, you're seeing areas of the golf course you're just not accustomed to seeing. Bryson DeChambeau had an incredible opening round, including a 7 on 13. Uh, where's he like, right. right? What's your thought on him and how he plays the game and how it fits into this golf course? You know, Steve, I did a, a Masters preview uh, show the other night on ESPN Pittsburgh here, and Andy North was with me. And um, he said that one of the things that he said was he gives Bryson credit for having a game plan to do what he wanted to do, and he did it, and it's worked. Yeah. And, and what he was doing was very risky. Uh, you know, putting on the extra weight, trying to dramatically increase his swing speed for, for more distance. And it's worked. Um, and, and, of course, so have other parts of his game. You know, he's just not he, – he didn't win the U.S. Open by six shots just because he hit the ball farther than everybody else. Right. That helped, but, he, but he, one, he controlled it. He was very accurate with it. And, two, he was making putts, and that's what he's yeah. going to have to do here. I don't care how far you hit it, but um, – I, I give him credit for, you know, this guy, he, he tinkered with the mental part of the game. You know, they called him the mad scientist two years ago. Well, now he's now it's the, the physical part of the game that, that he has taken on. So, he you know, the, he's not afraid to try to get better than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And um, so far it's worked. And, and Steve, I can't, I can't think of a time, especially when Tiger's been in the field, where the talk coming into the Masters was about somebody more than Tiger and, and yeah. even more so than maybe the number one player in the world, DJ, the hottest player on the planet. All the talk seemed to focus on, um, on, on Bryson DeChambeau. And, and like Andy North pointed this out the other night, he says, when, when was the last time you'd see Justin Thomas, an, another favorite, number three yeah. player in the world, come into an interview room, and the first question isn't about Justin or his game. It's about Bryson DeChambeau. And that's all anybody wanted to talk about in the media because, and, and you know, ESPN this morning, Steve, was, was saying, we're going to come back with Bryson DeChambeau's opening tee shot in just a minute. They're promoing that. I don't recall them ever promoing Tiger's opening tee shot. Maybe they did. But this, right. this was the type <laughs> This was the type of coverage uh, that, that he's been getting, and it's just been it's been incredible to see. And uh, hey, look, it, it is it's captivating. Everybody's watching, and it's just proof that uh, you know everybody likes the long ball hitter. Everybody always likes the home run hitter, and that's and that's Bryson. But my advice would be to anybody that's playing the game: play your game. See, I feel like Justin. I feel like Jordan Spieth hurt himself trying to chase more distance. And he doesn't have to. He has a game that's good for him. And I kind of thought he tried to change his game up a little bit, and I think it hurt him. 
When you look at what Jordan Spieth did in 2014, taking Bubba to the end, leading going into the back nine, and then losing by two, and then 15, he goes wire to wire and ties Tiger's scoring record and could have broken it on last hole. He just missed that birdie. And then the next year, in complete control for 65 holes. And then he makes that uh, he makes that seven on number 12 with two balls in the water. What he did in that tuna, all nearly three-year span was incredible, his dominance of the Masters. And, and you know, then, then after he wins the Masters, going out, and winning the U.S. Open, and then the following year winning the British Open. I mean, that stretch that he was on for a young kid, I mean, he was an American star pushing pushing Tiger's levels. Never would catch Tiger's levels. But that's how big Jordan Spieth was. And that, I don't want to say he's completely disappeared, but, boy, he just continues to tumble. And it's uh, it's difficult to watch because I'll tell you, Steve, I, he, is a, he is a gentleman. He's wonderful for the game. Yes, Anybody who's ever played with Jordan says the same thing. Um, he's he's a great kid, and you, you just hate to see him struggle like this. So now I want to transition over to the Steelers. Uh, the report has been the Steelers have been practicing, practicing this week as if Ben's going to play. I guess the contact was with Vance McDonald, I guess. Uh, but he's tested negative the rest of the way. What have you heard about Roethlisberger? Well, Steve, uh, before we get into Steeler football, I just want to throw my two oh, cents sure. in on Penn please. State football. One, oh, how disappointed I am at the start. Two, how disappointed I was by that decision at the end of the game when they didn't tell the poor kid to not score the touchdown. Three, the offensive play calling has just been, to me, has been very difficult to watch. And fourth, how bad I feel for Journey Brown and um, yeah. you know and what's going on with him. But, yeah, the Steelers are... Um, yeah, they're planning on Ben playing and starting. Um, it, you know, if all goes well. He tested negative. I was told that the other day. And all, you know, but for five days because of the contact, he has to stay out. And, you know, when that happens, as long as you have back-to-back negative tests, which, you know, I'm sure he does, uh, he will be fine. So will Vince Williams. That's their anticipation. Um, and, and will it hurt Ben or the team? I don't think so. I, I mean, I'll tell you what. Where I was surprised at was uh, last month when the Titans in Tennessee had that outbreak, and they didn't practice for two weeks. Right. And, uh, you know, and then they came out and put up forty-eight points on the Buffalo Bills and, and destroyed yeah. them. And they didn't practice at all. Um, I don't think a lack of practice is going to hurt Ben one iota. And um, uh, it, so long as everything goes well. Uh, they they fully expect him to be back Saturday for the walkthrough. He's participating in meetings, you know, obviously, uh, but he, he'll be fi- he'll be fine. There, I don't think there'll be an issue at all. Minka Fitzpatrick, when he came over last year, did so much for that defense. I thought the first part of the season, I thought he played well, but the last two games, his imp- to me, his impact has been tremendous. What makes him? that kind of big moment player that every defense hopes they have. Right, and, and that's exactly what it is. Every defense hopes they have a guy like that. Um, you know, there are guys with tremendous physical ability. I mean, the NFL's rife with guys with tremendous physical ability. Some have more than others uh, to another level. But I think part of it, too, it's it's what Troy Polamalu had. And I'm, I'm not going to say he's Troy Polamalu or compare him, but he has, he has great instincts, a great awareness for the ball. Uh, great awareness of where the play is going to go, and 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 he has the skills to take the ball away. Uh, a lot of guys just don't do that, um, but he does. 
and and you know it's like it's like the guy in basketball, Steve, where they you know he gets a lot of he gets a lot of rebounds, or the guy in you know where they always say oh the ball comes right to him, or the guy in hockey yeah. who gets what they call garbage goal uh, goals in right. front of the net. Well, you know what that is? That's put, that's knowing where to be and and how to be around the ball, anticipation. And and Minka Minka's a, is look, he's a tremendous athlete. Uh, that pass breakup in in Baltimore, if you, when you watch it. When you watch him elevate on that play and see how high yep. he actually is, and his hip is on the guy's helmet, um, yeah. that's the kind of athleticism the guy has. And um, you know, he just—if uh, teams—and that's why teams don't challenge him a lot. And when they do, they're going to pay for it. And that's why what happened in the second half of last year, after he took that ball away and, uh, so many times and made—you uh, know—had those uh, fumble returns and interception returns for touchdown. Mm-hmm. Teams stopped stop testing him, and people said, well, why is it Minka making plays? Well, that's because nobody wanted to go at him the way teams would stay away from Ed Reed uh, in the Baltimore Ravens secondary. And, right. and yeah, yep. he's, a, he's a tremendous player, no question. Jerry, what's it going to take to make a step up the rung of the ladder for the running game to make Ben even more dangerous because they can run the ball better? What will that take? You know, Steve, that's a good question because I'm not sure it's something that is is uh, fixable beyond changing your mindset and your technique. And okay. by that I mean, uh, you know, this offensive line, and rightfully so, is built to protect Ben. And they are a team that, that sets a wall, they drop step, they don't fire out. Oh, look, now if you know they're going to run the ball, they do. But they're not, they're, that's not in their DNA. They're not wired that way. And so I think um, I think there needs to, and I, when I say there needs to be, I mean in terms of if you really want to improve the run game, um, they have to change that mindset and that technique. But as long as Ben is there and he's your star, he's your hundred million dollar guy, I get it. Your team and your offense is built around Ben. Now we've seen them have success this year, Steve. But if you look, that success running the ball, decent numbers are in the second half after they build a lead. Now, in the last two games, they've played from behind. They've had double-digit deficits in the second half in each of the last two games, so Ben has had to go hurry up and no huddle and throw. And so the Steelers, aren't the, they're not the Cleveland Browns, they're not the Baltimore Ravens, they're not the Tennessee Titans. They're not the type of team that, even if they're trailing, are going to hand it to their running backs 30, 35 times a game and, and just figure, look, we're not going to abandon our running game. The Steelers, that's not their style. That's when they turn to Ben, and you, you know the results of that. So sure. if they get the lead, and then in the second half they run the ball decently, but they're not the type of team that's going to come out and set the tone of a game by running, running, running for the most part. And so I think to change that, um, you know, to, 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 to get on, onto that level, it's going gonna, it's gonna to require a major change. And, I mean, you're just not going to see that because, again, that's not the way they're built. Right. Jerry, it is always a pleasure. Always. Really enjoyed it. Sit there, talk golf, talk a little Steeler football. It was a blast. Well, Steve, you know I always enjoy being on with you. And, um, you know, I know you're you're off to a tough start there with the, with the Nittany <laughs> Lions. But, uh, hey, anytime you want me on, you know I'm glad to come on and chat with you. Thanks, my friend. Appreciate you very much. Stay well, Steve. You too. Jerry Dulac joining us from the Post-Gazette Steeler Radio Network. And with that, we'll wrap it up in a moment here on 
News Radio 1070 WKOK brought to you by Sunbury Motors. That was uh, that was Brad joining us from the car driving down to Tuscaloosa. I'm talking about like he was in the back. I mean, he had a driver. Jimmy was driving. So. That's right. That was fun. You know. Oh, it's always fun talking to him. Brad got a lot of uh, airtime on the uh, uh, on the Adam Talaferro because uh, you know he called those games. Ohio State, Purdue. For those who didn't see it, I did watch it the other night, and I am on at one point, and it reminded me of when I used to have hair. All right, so <laughs> I mean, I, ha- I have hair, but not like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I really did need a haircut back then. Now I go in, and it's like, can you just trim what I got? <laughs> oh, well. Hey. Can't have fun with making fun of yourself, and can't make fun of anybody. And uh, I can be as self-deprecating as anybody. That way, it opens the door for me to be really, really go after the suit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Yesterday we had the power outage because of his laser light show when he walks in the building. <laughs> I'm telling you, I just think that's a little bit much. Don't and the you? disco ball. Oh, that is true. I forgot about that. Although I like the disco ball, so I can't fully blame him for that. You're revealing a little bit about yourself here. What the? <laughs> really? I'm old school for someone my age, 27. No, no. I mean, does Lisa know about this? Oh, yeah. She knew what she was getting herself into. She's a far greater saint than I thought. <laughs> I'll tell her that tonight. She's listening. <laughs> All right. Tomorrow on the show, we're going to have uh, Greg Nye, Guy Godowski. Uh, we're going to have Frank Bodani on the show tomorrow. And a little James Franklin as well. From beautiful Lincoln. You always wanted to have the show done from Lincoln, didn't you? Of course. Here's your chance.